Welcome to Mind the Gap Tech. This podcast was created to clarify and assist in the ever-changing technology security space. A colleague and I have created this to help people close the gap or disconnect in technology. This is our first episode and it's on passwords. So uh, today's topic being personal cybersecurity, uh, most people when they think of quote cybersecurity in general, they only think about passwords, um, which I mean is a big uh, big deal. I mean, yeah. Yes, uh, yes, it is. Passwords have been our main security measure. And, you know, I at this point, you know, it's 2022. And if you haven't heard the change your passwords, make better passwords argument, you know, we understand it's like, you know, pretty much the same repetitive message you kind of get about that. So it's like, what else do you need to know about passwords and everything else? Um, cool. We also are trying to kind of uh, inform or assist people in understanding the importance of such things. So starting off with like the basics, right? We know that your password can't be something simple and easy as your name, your street address, you know, stuff like that. Now, a lot of people think that like, yeah, your birthday, um, anyone's age, you know what I mean? But and a lot of people will think that why in the world do I have to worry about my password? Because like no one cares about me. You know, I mean they think that they are somehow insignificant and would not be on a hacker's radar. And let me tell you that no one's actually on a hacker's radar. It's more of a you're you're in a pool of everyone else. It's when they search for passwords and usernames, it's not like they're going to individual people. They're running massive searches. They're running tools that allow them to figure out who's more accessible to you know, being hacked than who's not. These tools are pretty much allowing people to just get a massive list. It's just like when you get spammed, it's not a specific no, you're absolutely right. And and the thing with a lot of people is that they look at it from the perspective of like, boy, little fish, big pond. What are the chances of me getting caught in that? But, oh, there's a lot more little fishes than bigger fishes. So then that would be a much easier way to say that, you know, if they catch a million of us little fish versus the two or three big fish. You know, they're, they're thinking that, well, no one's going to find my password because it's on my computer that I don't let anyone. How hackers get to you is not, again, directly on your computer. <laughs> True. They're not trying to, like, there's no one sitting outside your house in a van trying to hack into your house. That's not how that works. <laughs> Though the Pretty movies much. do a really good job of showing it like that. Right. Exactly. Movies, That that's pretty much a fake movie way of how hacking works which is i mean aside from mr robot (laughs) the rest of it doesn't really matter so (laughs) but pretty much what's happening is people are running tools bots scanners and everything on the sites that you visit like literally microsoft.com if you're on teams and stuff like that there are thousands of bots being ran on that every day 
If you're on Facebook, there's thousands of bots and scanners and tools being ran on that every day. Like the every web website you go to, there is a bot being ran on that site. There is something, a tool being ran on that site scanning for, well, pretty much any in that they can find. And when I say every site, and yeah, I'm saying, like I'm not going to say that every 100% you know website out there has something on it. However, the likelihood that it doesn't is a lot lower, lower than it does. So True. like you, you're you're pretty much it's a wide net that's being cast globally, everywhere, from every direction, at all times. <laughs> so. Yeah. When I'm, but what I'm specifically talking about, aside from people just copying profiles and and stuff like that, is Facebook posts that are actually informa- information gathering posts. If you see those random posts, especially from uh, Facebook pages that you don't follow, um, like um, what's your, I'm gonna just, the only thing about the moment is like your stripper name <laughs> or whatever, and then you have to give your, it's your the letter. Uh, closest to your birthday or you know your age your the month and day you were born with the color shirt that you're wearing and and everything so now you've told the internet your birthday as long as well as your name on the internet which is you know the whatever you're using or your birthday and your username which is also easy to find out exactly who you are so either way you've given somebody enough information to find out either something that you possibly was going to use as a password and something that you like enough that you've used enough that some people will also use as a password in your username. Um, You can get a lot from posts and people's engagement with those posts, especially when they're asking you for personal information. You might as well just also give them your credit card information at that point. Like keep your password updated and change it every once in a while. Otherwise, you're going to end up on a list somewhere. <laughs> well, most people believe that you need to change your password every three months because it's been you know long enough out there that it should be. Uh, most corporations uh, force you to change your password every three months, 90 days exactly. And, and this subject is very scary. Uh, it's it's daunting to some people. Some other people are like, oh my God, I, I just have to get off the line. No, it's it's not like that. And it is something that you you could, it's more informative and what we're trying to do is kind of let you see that, yes, it is an easy thing that people can do and a lot of pe- malicious people out there, they're out to do this because, well, they can. Uh, but that's not the point. The point is, or the point about this whole thing is, so you're informed and then you can change your habits. Not necessarily like, well, I'm deleting my uh, Facebook account. I'm deleting my email account. Unfortunately, we can't do that uh, in, in this age anymore. You go on to one of those websites, like Alex was mentioning, on those tests. Like, oh, who is your, who is your Disney princess? Who is your, um, you know, your perfect mate? Uh, whatever they want to put out there nowadays. Right. Uh, what's your horoscope? They already know your birthday and things like that and that's that's how people gain um the information that they need to be able to take advantage of you or the ones that you know not necessarily directly of you but they're like you know what this is the account that we're going to use because like anything that 
any technology that has been created to this point, though it has incredible potential to do amazing things. It can be used with malicious intent. Yeah, exactly. And so also uh, another thing I want to definitely touch on here is that when people think about, again, all the security stuff, they don't think that they either one they've done it's there's the idea of well I've done nothing wrong so I've got nothing to hide and you know a lot of people have done nothing wrong and had nothing to hide but that did not make them less of a target your identity and everything online is still worth something that otherwise there wouldn't be so many things for you to click on on the internet (laughs) online And so aside from doing the bare minimum personal protection, you have to, 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 you know, protect yourself from certain things. You also think of like your loved ones, you know, just because you attempt to remove yourself does not make remove yourself from the equation of connections to other people. Sometimes it's easier, you know, something might spot you and once they're able to get into your accounts and stuff like that, they start moving on to your friends, your family, um, your job. It's important to look at personal cybersecurity and personal protections as a way to protect yourself, your loved ones, your friends, you know, pretty much everyone else. Because the the more that we all do this, the harder we make it for, you know, hackers to just pretty much cast a wide net and grab everyone, the better it is going to be for all of us. and it also makes it easier to figure out who are behind attacks because wide nets also make it hard for it, people to identify, you know, who started an attack or who's, you know, scamming who and everything else. But when we have to make it a lot of a direct connection to hack people, it's kind of easier to also identify who did it. That's true. So you're just, again, you're helping yourself, you're helping others just by doing this would be the bare minimum because technically not changing it ever. It's also the bare minimum, but there's a. At this point, that's no longer the bare minimum. <laughs> no, and also, technically, that's no longer an option. Uh, we used to live in a world where, you know, we could keep things and it was my secret. So, you know, there that's it. But nowadays, your secret because you share something on a post or some or you agree with someone that can be used against you. So the idea is to kind of mitigate the the risk, not necessarily that we're going to be like, oh, well, this is going to solve all of your problems. No, unfortunately, it's not. But it will help with trying to reduce the issues. If you don't feel comfortable doing it all the time, you should at least customarily do it every six months, like do a uh, self-audit or a security audit. I've heard other people actually say that they've done a security audit of their own passwords so they go through and say okay my bank my emails um my internet provider and and then outside of that my wi-fi password and not only my wi-fi password but also the router the password to my router uh the password to my phone uh people are used to just you doing a fingerprint and like that's fine that's all i need but if you lose that phone then you have to type in a password or if you can't or if it gets damaged and they can't see your face or recognize your your fingerprint you have to type in that password though right. you don't use it as often you should change it as well 
On our next podcast, we're going to continue this discussion about personal cybersecurity and go more into good password managers. We appreciate your time. Thank you for listening. If you have found this podcast useful or have any questions, contact us at mindthegaptech at heartable.com and don't forget to subscribe to our weekly podcast.